Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell Team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. There's a latte bad leaders out there, but why? This topic can be talked about in several ways because there are quite a few reasons why there are bad leaders in every type of organization. There are bad leaders because they manipulated their way to the top. Bad leaders because they're really good at managing up and kicking down. And they report to bad leaders who don't bother to see this or only care about business results, not people and team culture results, which inevitably bring you better and more business results. Or they might be a bad leader hired into a position because they just interviewed really well and looked good on paper. But when you really stop and look at all the reasons, I actually believe there is a key fundamental reason for bad leaders being at the top of companies. And it's because there's a cycle that has been perpetuated for years stemming from old school practices. The sad reality is people either don't realize leadership skills and independent contributor skills are two completely different skill sets or they don't have the ability within the constraints of a company structure and practices to promote and recognize good independent contributors without giving them direct reports. So many companies still follow a singular, linear, hierarchical ladder climb for career progression. When an independent contributor does well, they get promoted, often resulting in being given the responsibility of people to lead. And more often than not, they are not properly equipped or trained to learn to lead or even given the resources and tools to lead. And they certainly aren't going to turn the opportunity down. It's a promotion after all. And common misperception is positional leadership is power, which is not the case, but that's a topic for another podcast. So now you have someone who doesn't know what they're doing, who doesn't lead properly, and so they're not creating leaders. They're just creating more followers and followers who also will not learn what proper leadership looks like. And because it's so hard to move forward in this vertical career path, they start to often develop terrible habits of throwing people under the bus, taking credit for other people's work, throwing their own team under the bus to the leaders above them, keeping things to themselves, not working as a team to pitch idea, not caring about what their peers and partners think, not listening to their team, and not giving feedback to maybe low performers or performers who have a lot of potential to grow. No, they, a lot of times, they end up playing games, and they adapt this by any means necessary way of getting ahead. Hey, if this is what it takes and everyone else is doing it, what's wrong with it? Nobody is demonstrating integrity or role-modeling leadership behavior for them. I can't tell you how many times I've seen this happen. It especially makes my heart hurt when I see interns fresh out of college working under these types of managers because I will not call them leaders. They learn the wrong way to lead from the beginning. They pick up all these bad habits as well from the beginning. They never stood a chance. And this is why when they need to learn what real leadership and workplace integrity really means. The same bad behavior 
begets the cycle of bad behavior and perpetuates the cycle of bad leadership. If I had to tell you why we should care about any of this, then I'm really glad you're listening. Whether or not it looks like bad leaders get rewarded, I promise you what goes around always comes around. Bad leaders never finish well. You won't always see it, but I've personally seen evidence of this time and time again. When leaders climbed to the top on the backs of others, did they really think those same people were going to keep working hard for them and help them be successful, make them look good? They might be compliant until they can find another job, but there's no commitment there. They won't do or innovate any more than they have to because they don't they know you don't care and they know you don't have their backs. I've seen executives have massive failures because they've burned bridges with peers and with partners when they single-mindedly race to the top. Oh, you might be at the top. It might work for a while, but it's going to be awfully lonely. And by the way, you needed those peers and partners to be successful. Uh, Oops. And if you fall and you have nobody to catch you, well, it's a long way down and that's going to hurt. It's going to leave a mark. I guarantee it when you do fall. Bad leaders inevitably take down people, they take down teams, and they take down companies. As John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. So how do we stop the cycle? Well, here's our first tip. Before you promote somebody from independent contributor to a leader of people, make sure they have the ability and the desire to be a leader of others. When I've asked people on my team why they want to get promoted to leading others, if they tell me because they want this title or more money or because they think they have all the answers and the best ideas, they just need someone to do it, I won't promote them. If they don't understand that leading people is a big responsibility and that they need to be a role model, help others grow, be humble, be a champion, coach and develop others, that they're going to be spending more time helping other people, being their champion, then they clearly don't get it. So they have either a lot more learning to do, or sadly, they may never get there. And you, as their leader, have to be real about that with them. A great quote by Jack Welch sums up what it means to make the transition from independent contributor to having direct reports. Before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. Whoever's promoting someone into a leadership position should be telling them this long before the ability to promote them even comes along so you can ready their thinking and outline expectations. You know, I recognize as a leader, you can only lead a horse to water and you cannot make them drink. It's up to the person that you're coaching to take that sip themselves. I've actually told someone after coaching them for a long time as an independent contributor that they will never lead people, not on my watch. They're a good independent contributor, but they don't get what it means to lead people and to be a leader. If someone else somewhere else begs to differ, then that's on them. But as I said, not on my watch. And you know what? It doesn't feel good. When you're in an organization with no other culturally embedded way to recognize someone except through promotion, you know, it's tough. But I also believe that that's a cop-out. I am not going to give somebody responsibility of others just because they are good at their tasks and projects. That perpetuates the cycle. And if you promote someone to lead others and they're not ready or equipped, then you will lose other good people. 
People leave people, not companies. We all know that. Get creative and reward them with stretch assignments. Work with your leadership to do in-role promotions. Continue to coach them. And hopefully they'll prove you wrong. But at the end of the day, if they want to move on, that's okay too. And if they don't get there, again, you have to be real with them too. Second tip, when you see that leadership potential and interest, then train and equip them before you give them a position with direct reports and only continue, not start, after you do. This is more important than anything. Would you hand somebody who knows nothing about dogs a puppy and say, okay, good luck, figure it out? No, you would give them advice, maybe a book, suggest watching YouTube videos, talk to other dog owners, take a class, all before getting that puppy, right? So why aren't we doing the same thing with people before you give them a huge responsibility of leading others? Send them to classes. Give them a John Maxwell book. 21 Irrefutable Laws is a great start. Counsel them. Mentor them. Assign a mentor to them. And then when they're in the position, you're only then continuing to coach and observe them in team meetings, giving them feedback, checking in often, making sure you're also checking with their team. Do that little 360 with their peers too and see how they're doing, see how it's going. You shouldn't start doing all that after you put them in a position of leadership. It will also grow your skills as a leader to teach others how to lead. Being a leader has nothing to do with having direct reports. Start by being a leader where you are. I love this Tom Peters quote. Leaders don't create followers. They create other leaders. All right, third sip. Not everyone wants to be a leader of people, and that should be okay. I commend and I respect people who have the self-awareness to know when it's not for them. However, that shouldn't keep someone from being recognized or from the opportunity to advance in their career. I am so pleasantly surprised that there are a lot of companies out there, and granted mostly in the tech space, that have finally implemented a variety of career paths for people throughout a company. These types of tracks are movement for, these are movement tracks good for the individual and good for the company. So say for instance, you have an independent contributor roles and you have this ability to be an independent contributor and continue getting promoted within that track. Separate from there's leadership roles and tracks where they can get promoted within those tracks. How great would that be? You can not only, the best part of this is you can find the right fit and the right talent for the roles and for their skills and for their own job satisfaction and then you'll, you're more likely retain talent in your organization. It also promotes internal movement across teams and departments which moves careers forward at a much quicker pace, gets fresh, gets varied experience within the company rather than the archaic ladder climb where you grind until the person ahead of you dies or retires. Vertical movement like that takes many, many years. And with the pace of technology and the attention spans of people, especially our youngest generation entering the workforce, ain't nobody got time for that. Long gone are the days of one company, one career. People go where the opportunities to grow are, and who can blame them? So why wouldn't you give them more opportunities within the company so they would stay but continue to move around and grow and challenge themselves and learn a lot more? If you want to stay competitive in attracting and retaining talent, you have to get creative with succession planning. You have to make pathing zigzags and multidimensional. 
You also need to open your mind and take chances on people with transferable skills. Some of the best career stories I know are people who have moved around laterally across a variety of teams and jobs, and they have so much more in-depth experience and skills and networks, broad networks and stories, you know, to offer. And you, these are the types of people I want on my team. And if we're a diverse workforce and we recognize an inclusive environment isn't one-size-fits-all, then why would a career path be? I really do believe if we could take greater care in who we promote and put a bigger priority on leadership skills in every role, then we can break the cycle of bad leaders. Maybe bad leaders won't see it this way because, well, they're likely not listening to this or anything else to learn how to become a better leader. But you are, and now we know better. So let's do better. Thank you so much for having a cup of coffee with me. Join my Leadership's Facebook page for more conversation. And for daily inspiration, follow me at Leadspirations and Life is Grip on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, keep on brewing.